Well, howdy, Hootie Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootie Thunker podcast, Zeb, as always. This is episode 82 called Operation Wandering Souls. Now, first, let's do a little announcement here. Welcome, and you made it back for another Who to Thunk It Fright Fest episode. This is the third episode of October 2021, where all episodes of this particular spook, sp- particularly spooky month have topics based on the macabre. I love that word, macabre. It's spelled like macabre. Anyway, it's a cool word. I hope you are ready to strap in and also maybe Google macabre if you don't know what it means. It's a cool vocab word. Now, let's start with the recommendation segment. Don't worry, no spoilers here. I really want you to watch this show for yourself. This is about Midnight Mass. It's a Netflix series. came out September 24th of 2021, and it is hard for me to put into words just how much I freaking love this show. The day that I finished it, I got up. I, I worked that day, so I just finished in the morning, and I went to the gym, and I was like, damn, what a good show. Like It was written well. It was amazing. Everybody seems to love it. Um, you should definitely check it out. Director and creator Mike Flanagan knocked it out of the park once again with his seven this seven episode story it will take you on a roller coaster ride that's a limited series so i'm pretty sure that means there's no season two i think um and it makes sense that there would be the first episode beautifully establishes the rundown but still hopeful small island town while listening to neil diamond so great soundtrack then by the end of the series you've watched many a very deep and engaging existential monologues and enjoyed some of the most exciting horror scenes to have ever been on a television series The final scene of the show, coupled with the final song, was so moving that I shed a tear, and I did not expect to do that over this show. Um, I didn't know what I expect from it. I sat on it for a couple weeks, thought there's nothing else to watch. I'll try it, and just couldn't couldn't get enough of it. The setting, soundtrack, writing, and premise were all so well done, and I have to say, it beats out my now second favorite work of Mike Flanagan's, that being season one of, of Haunting of Hill House. The show felt so fresh and engaging, it revived my love of the horror genre. And while looking into Mike Flanagan for his... And wait. And while looking into Mike Flanagan for this recommendation, I found out he directed the Shining uh, prequel, or no, sequel, uh, movie Doctor Sleep. And Shannon and I saw that in theaters. It was a fun film. So Mike Flanagan, look out for him because he's got some good stuff coming out. Uh, Bravo, Mr. Flanagan. I'm excited to see what you come out with next. Now, for the main event. Operation Wandering Souls. The Second Indochino War um, started in November of 1955 and lasted until April of 1975. However, uh, the conflict was in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. It was officially fought between North Vietnam and South Vietnam. However, in March of 1965, President Johnson launched a three-year campaign of sustained bombings of targets in North Vietnam and the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Operation Rolling Thunder. The same month, U.S. Marines landed on beaches near Da Nang, South Vietnam, as the first American combat troops to enter Vietnam. I once knew a Vietnam veteran named Howard. He was a retired Marine and in his late 60s. I was 16 myself. I met him at my first job ever renting out rowboats and canoes on a Pennsylvania State Park lake called Lake Pinchot. We both made minimum wage, and it was my first job as it was Howard's last Looking back now, I think I took um, Howard's company for granted. I'd like to think he is still around somewhere, but the old man smoked like a chimney, drank like a fish, and by his own admission, um, only ever ate steak and potatoes. So chances are Howard met his maker years ago. I know that's a blunt way to talk about someone. I do, uh, but that is just how Howard was. 
That's how he himself talked about life. He was a dirty old man who hit on all the young girls at the lake all summer long. Girls young enough to be his granddaughter. He never was without his Vietnam War hat. And now that I'm older, I realize he was one of the most interesting people I had ever met. I like Howard a lot, but it was clear to everyone the man had his demons. He had a, definitely had a dark side. Um, swore like a sailor. He didn't try to hide them, um, his demons. He spoke very little of his service, and I knew better than to ask about it, but what details, what stories he did share horrified me. Um, just thought about him while I was doing a story about Vietnam because I hadn't thought about Howard in a long time, and he was a really cool guy. To paint a better picture of Vietnam, back in 2003, the New York Times reporter John Kiffner was covering a story surrounding some Vietnam veterans. Um, he wrote this in Quan. Quang Gai and Quang Nam are provinces in central Vietnam between the mountains and the sea. Ken Kearney, uh, William Doyle, and Ryan Causey tell horrific stories about what they saw and did there as soldiers in 1967. The fighting was intense, and the, result, and the results, the former soldiers say, were especially brutal. Villages were bombed, burned, and destroyed. As the ground troops swept through, um, in many cases, they gunned down men, women, and children, sometimes mutilating bodies cutting off ears to wear on necklaces. They threw hand grenades into dugout shelters, often killing entire families. Mr. Doyle said he lost count of the people he killed, saying, you had to have a strong will to survive. I wanted to live at all costs. That was my primary thing, and I developed it to an instinct. Um, I cannot imagine that kind of living, and they were there for years. In the midst of this kind of chaos, the U.S. military resorted to many different tactics to combat their enemy. One tactic was psychological. It was called Operation Wandering Souls. The name of the Operation Wandering Soul came from the Vietnamese holiday of the same name. And to shine a little light on that holiday, a WordPress blog called Vietnam Travel and Visas for Indians writes, also known as the Trong Nguyen, I cannot pronounce Vietnamese things, Trong uh, Nguyen, uh, the holiday takes place every 15th day of the 7th lunar month in the Buddhist calendar. The Wandering Souls Day is basically the Buddhist version of the All Souls Day of the Christian religion. According to Vietnamese belief, each person has two souls, the material soul and spiritual soul. The material soul is known as Via, and while the, uh, the material soul is known as Via, while the spiritual soul is known as Hong. Um, once a person dies, his soul will be taken into a tribunal in hell to be judged after the judgment is rendered, the soul will either go to heaven or hell, depending on how the person behaved while still on earth. Locals believe those sinful souls can still be saved from hell by the prayers of the living relatives, which is done during the first and 15th of every month. During the wandering souls, locals believe that this is the best time for the relatives of the deceased to pray and ask forgiveness on behalf of these sinful souls. It is their belief that the gates of hell will be opened during the sun set and the souls would fly towards it hungrily and unclothed. Um, some souls would head home to their homes and villages, which is why relatives would cook plenty of food and places and place on their altars. Those whose souls don't have any home to go to or the ones that have been forsaken by the living would be wandering helplessly into the air of black clouds and over rivers from one tree to another. Basically, these wandering souls are the ones who are in need of prayer the most. This is why locals would place additional altars filled with offerings in some public places. 
So that's a little a brief history of the actual holiday. The American military caught wind of this holiday and sought to exploit it, sought to exploit their enemy. For decades after the war, families searched for missing Viet Cong soldiers. It was a common sight to see Vietnamese mothers scouring the jungles for their lost sons. They mourned their loss and worried for their son's souls. Um, they hoped to find their lost bones, wash them, and rebury them as such as is their tradition. The U.S. military estimates that some 300,000 soldiers are still uncounted for. So that's a lot of wandering souls that these people actually, you know, they believe are actually wandering around. The U.S. used the wandering souls holiday by pleading to the Vietnamese North over the radio by and by dropping leaflets um, out of planes that said, quote, comrades, demand that the Communist Party stop its war of aggression in the South so that no more innocent souls have to join the already great number of innocent souls now wandering in this war-torn country of the South. On February 10th, 1970, Viet Cong soldiers had been hiding deep in the forest in the Pyongyang province in South Vietnam when all of a sudden a shrill, loud noise is heard. It was being blasted from the Chamberlain Fire Support Army Base. This is different from the radio stations and the, and the radio broadcasts and the leaflets. This was the psychological warfare, um, the shrill voice. The following recording that I'm going to play for you is of Wandering Soul. It's, uh, its official title is Ghost Tape Number 10. It was created by the U.S. Army's 6th Psychological Operations Battalion in cooperation with the U.S. Navy and is meant to sound as if a dead Viet Cong soldier is wandering through the Vietnamese jungle at night. The American military used this tactic because they found out the Vietnamese believed the souls of their unburied comrades would wander aimlessly forever in pain and suffering. At first, you will briefly hear musical tones. This is supposed to be music from a Buddhist funeral. And then the soldier speaks. So uh, give this a listen. Yeah, you're my daddy. 
Vì tôi còn đâu mãnh hình hàng nữa Tôi đã chết rồi mà con đâu ở các bạn của tôi tôi phải về để nói cho các bạn biết rằng tôi đã So what you just heard was the recording. The dialogue heard in the recording was first the voice of a small girl calling out, Daddy, Daddy, come with me, come home, Daddy. Then in reply, the Viet Cong ghost answers, Who is that? Who is calling me? My wife, my daughter? Your father is back home with you, my daughter. Your husband is back at home with you, my wife. But my body is gone. I am dead, my family. Tragic. How tragic. And he goes on to tell all his friends and family that he is now dead and that he is in hell. He says how senseless his death was. He pleads with his friends to give up and be reunited with their own loved ones to avoid the regret he is feeling now, saying, go home, go home, friends, before it is too late. That was heard in the middle of the night in the dark jungle by Viet Cong sitting in their trees, hearing that and believing it part of their religion that's something they believe um i could see how that'd be terrifying but to our ears this recording is obviously fake um you hear that echo effect that's very commonly used now but this was over 50 years ago in the past people weren't quite as used to um hearing altered audio as we are today engineers gathered for weeks in a studio located in saigon to record this tape in south vietnamese voice actors were hired to play the soldiers they did their recordings in an echo chamber. So kind of primitive now, but back then it was definitely new. And definitely in rural Vietnam, people had no idea what the heck this was. It was like magic to them. That being said, most American troops didn't think Operation Wandering Souls would be believed by the enemy. They thought the Viet Cong could see right through their deception. 
whether it was believed or not, the audio did manage to terrify troops on both sides of the conflict. And you can, can you blame them in a pitch dark jungle in the midst of war? I can imagine even uh, the fakest of horrors would still manage to creep you out. The U.S. played these tapes in the trees near enemy troops for hours. That's another thing. You could play, you know, country music like Alan Jackson. If you played that for hours in the dark for anybody, it's still terrifying. Anything, you go mad. Even if the Viet Cong didn't believe the ruse, they did believe that their souls might be cursed to wander forever in pain, as is, you know, that was their religion. So they might not think it was an actual wandering soul crying out that audio, but it did remind them that they might end up that way if they continued in the war. Nearby civilians would, who heard the tapes often were fooled by it. They didn't understand the technical side of the tapes, and they were already a superstitious people, so it also freaked out civilians. There were other tapes, though, not just the one I played for you. I know that was long. I'm not going to play all the tapes. One tape started with uh, women and children crying, then an announcer pleading to the Viet Cong to throw down their arms so that no one, no more children uh, would die from our communism. Then the cries turned to laughter, and the announcer urged the Viet Cong to return to their families to not ignore the laughter of their children. Another tape uh, titled No Doze, implying that no soldier could sleep while it played, return- featured a child um, saying to his mother, You miss daddy. I miss daddy too. Why doesn't he come back? He must not miss you. He left us, mother. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. These tapes weren't just played in the jungles. The U.S. also strapped speakers to helicopters and played it from the air. Uh, These speakers were in the way and made it so that the helicopter couldn't return fire to the enemy. And every time these tapes were played, the Viet Cong fired at the source, as you probably would too. So it's like an insult. The greatest matter. So the U.S. would would send a gunship with this speaker helicopter... Um, and open fire at the first sight of enemy fire. So, kind of messed up. It kind of drew them out. Sometimes the tapes were played with another piece of audio equipment known as the laugh box, and this played on top of the audio was a shrill laughing sound over the tapes that even (laughs) creeped out the pilots that played it. So, any shrill laughter on anything is terrifying. So the question is, was this operation effective? The extent of the operation's success is unknown. The Viet Cong usually returned fire upon encountering the recordings, exposing their general position to the U.S. patrol groups within audible range to hear the gunfire over the loudspeakers. So that helped point out where the enemy was sometimes. While occasionally helpful to the U.S. scouts in a reconnaissance manner um, during low visibility, the Viet Cong's aforementioned responses thus nullified the intended outcome of the operation. So... It did point them out, point out the enemy sometimes, but also their gunfire drowned out the sound of the speak, speakers of the audio, so kind of not really. So no, it wasn't really effective. Um, some think Operation Wandering Souls even motivated the enemy to keep fighting more so. They became even more determined to destroy their enemy who would play such, a psycholo- such psychological tricks. Plus, as soon as the tapes were played, um, they were fired upon, and some U.S. soldiers were in the line of fire from that. So not the best result. Local farmers and, and merchants who worked near the tapes had been where the tapes had been played refused to return to work. They perceived the recordings as like black magic. They're like, I'm not going over there. Did you hear that last night? I'm never working there again. I, I get that. The U.S. military outside of the 6th Psychological Battalion was opposed to the operation. 
Their opinions were enforced when many U.S. soldiers were kept awake at night by the sounds of their own country's psychological weapon. So U.S. soldiers couldn't sleep at night. It was, it was terrifying them. Another psychological tactic was used by the U.S. when they dropped leaflets of a U.S. general uh, describing how he had won a battle against the North Vietnamese, en- Vietnamese enemy, but allowed the enemy to retrieve their dead, their dead and carry their wounded to safety. In contrast, this operation used the carrot and not the stick. In contrast to um, Wandering Souls, the leaflet of saying, hey, if, if you die in battle, we'll let your family retrieve your dead. Therefore, you'll be buried and you won't become a wandering soul. So how'd that work out? This operation was regarded as um, the more effective psychological operation in Vietnam, one of the most effective. And by some psychological operation members, they thought it was the best they had ever seen. So it turns out it's a lot more effective if you treat your enemy with respect than if you treat them with absolute disrespect. So what do I think? My initial reaction to hearing about Operation Wandering Souls was that of shame. I thought, how dare the U.S. resort to such low tactics? But I quickly checked myself. I realized that opinion was based in a thick layer of hubris. I have no idea what war is like. I have no idea what all was done by each side apart from what the reports say. I was not there. So I don't think that's a good opinion. I don't think it's a very good opinion to listen to. You know, how dare the U.S. do such disrespectful things? You know, compared to middle, the Middle Ages, Operation Wandering Souls is damn near harmless. You know, it's, it's nothing. You know, because during the Middle Ages, victims of the bubonic plague were used for biological attacks, often by flinging uh, uh, fomites such as infected corpses and excrement over the castle walls using catapults. Bodies would be tied along with cannonballs and shot towards the city area, which was biological attack, but also psychological. If you see the dead of your family being shot into the castle and know that you're going to get the black death from it, you know, that that's what was happening just a few, you know, hundreds of years ago. Now that we're playing audio in the jungle to scare your enemy, but not actually harm them, it's a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, I had this opinion that how dare the U.S. do something so heinous and disrespectful and yada yada then realize it's war people are being shot to death um maybe using a weapon that doesn't actually hurt anybody is probably a good thing um but ultimately i don't know i wasn't there so although operation wandering souls may seem terrible to us it was a essentially a bloodless tactic terrifying creepy and all together messed up but bloodless so and i do think it's creepy it's a great story for a podcast so Thanks for listening, Hootah Thunkers. Hope you check in next week for the next episode of Fright Fest. Let's see. Check out a calendar there. Next week will be the last Fright Fest episode of the year. So tune in. I have no idea what I'm going to do it on yet. I'll take suggestions, but I'm going to find something creepy and terrifying to send off October of 2021. Thanks for listening and tune in next week. Catch you later.